Okay, so let's uh, learn together a piece about Amuna going forward in our series of exploring Amuna for Parshas Shemais. We're starting a new Sefer. It's very exciting, and we're going to see a very, uh, very fundamental piece tonight. Uh, it's in the middle. It's the second second piece on the page. V'zelocha ois ki anoichi shlachticha. Hashem sees Meish Rabbeinu, this is by the burning bush, and he says that this is the sign that I have sent you. When I take out, when you take out the nation from Mitzrayim, you're going to lead Klal Yisrael. When you take out Klal Yisrael from Mitzrayim, you are going to serve Hashem on this mountain. What mountain are we talking about? The mountain that they met. They met, the burning bush was on Har Maria. So, not Har Maria, on Har Sinai, Har Chayriv. So, this was a sign that Meshra um, Abeno is, uh, is the one that was chosen to be Hashem's Shliach. That what's the sign? That when you leave, when you take the people out of Mitzrayim, you will serve Hashem on this very mountain. So the Rambam in Hilchas Yisraeli Atayra, Parches, Mazbir Shaloi HaOises Vamoisim Shehera Kadosh Baruch Hu Mitzrayim Heim Yisraeli Hamuna. That what is the proof? What's the major proof that we have that Hakadosh Baruch Hu um, is real? How do you know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in fact? Who we are to believe that he is. This is this is a fundamental in Emuna. So the Rambam says that all of the Isis and Maisim that Hashem showed in Mitzrayim are not the Saidi Emuna. You can't rely, you can't you should not be uh, basing your whole faith on Dam, on Svardeya, on the on the fact that Maishra Rabbeinu threw down the stick and it became a snake. Those are not reasons alone to believe in it. Obviously, they might be helpful proofs that Hashem exists, but that's not the main way that, our, that we should be basing our amuna on. Why? The Rambam says that a good magician could do the same thing. In fact, you see that Parai had his own his own chartumim, as, as the Apostle calls it. They're sort of his magicians, his, his, his people that knew how to, how to do things. And, um, and so they did it also. They threw a stick down to the ground that turned into a stake. Maishra bin threw a stick. So if you're basing your whole belief in Hashem on, 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 on these types of uh, on these signs, then you might be mistaken who Hashem really is, because other people could duplicate the same thing, and that's very dangerous. If you're, if let's say the only reason why you're believing in Hashem is because I just, uh, I just did some hocus pocus. So then, first of all, it's wrong, and second of all, uh, you know, if you're believing in me, you're going to believe in every guy that could do the same hocus pocus. So that's not the reason, says the Rambam, that a person should base his amuna on. Obviously, we know that Meish Rabbeinu did it, and Meish Rabbeinu did it. It's, it's from Hashem, but that's not a reason to rely 
to put all of your faith in Hashem because of Isis and Mifsim, says the Rambam, is not a good idea. So what is, how do we have proof that Hashem exists? What, what should we rely on? So to that the Rambam says, El Yisaitem Unaseinu, who Maimed Har Sinai, this is a very fundamental you say that the only way the only reason if you're asked why do you believe in God why do we why are we different than all the other nations of the world how do we know that our religion is true how do we know that God exists can you prove it is there one episode in Jewish history that proves and is made that God exists there's only one says the Rambam that's Maimon Arsinai. Why is Maimon Arsinai such a, a seminal moment in Jewish history that on that we rely and we know a thousand percent that Hashem exists? Because it's the only event that took place in Jewish history that we saw ourselves, when we saw Hashem, the Iskalos of the Shechina came to all of us together. There were 600,000 men and then many, many more women and children. And we all saw Maimon Arsinai. No one denied it. This is something that the Kuzari is famous for having written. You know, in his, we discussed the Kuzari last week, I think that uh, maybe on Wednesday night's VOD. The Kuzari is written by Vidal Levi and he, he basically goes through the, um, the debate about, you know, these types of issues. And he says that there's no other religion in the world except for Judaism that makes the claim that there was a public event that took place and everybody saw it. All the other religions, was something that took place, supposedly a private you know, meeting, a prophecy maybe, uh, you know, like... Uh, the the Arabs, right? The Islam, they they believe in Muhammad. What was Muhammad? Muhammad was a you know an Arab, and he claims to have had a prophecy that you know God revealed Himself to him, and he wrote the Quran or whatever. But he, it was his word against against everybody else's. He didn't have to. There's no reason he, he was maybe charismatic. Maybe people bought into what he was saying. But there's no proof. There's no other than the fact that he said so. It's not a. It's not a proof. Christianity is the same thing. There was no hiskalis. There's no public rel. It was. Uh, you know. There. Were, he had a bunch of Hasidim, and he. Uh, you know. And you know. And they. And they basically bought into what he was saying. That you know. He had these special powers, and he. He knew. He knew certain. Um, how to use the shame of Farish. A lot of the miracles that he may have performed was, you know, done because he was aware of certain uh, of the kaya etc. But there was nothing that was a public revelation that he was basing it on. Nobody knew other than it. So I could theoretically start my own religion tonight. If I'm very charismatic, I could tell you guys, you know, last night I had a dream and God came to me and I could make up a whole above mice to start a whole cult and maybe it would, if I'm really popular, I could spread it to billions of people around the world and I'll be the next. That's not, you, you should, that's not, says the Ramam, a way to, to we should not trust in, in Nevi'im like that. Because a Navi could just make up whatever he wants and, you know, and then, and then you're just buying into some scam religion. Yiddishkeit, the beauty of Yiddishkeit is that we are the only religion, and no one denies this, that, that claims that there were millions of people that saw God come down on a mountain 
and 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 reveal himself and and say the Aseris Adibris or some of the Aseris Adibris and there were Kailas and there was Brachim and they all of the miracles that the Torah describes in Maimon Arsini was seen by millions of people. So, and if you ask me, all right, how do I know that? You know, I know it's said in the Chumash, but it's not because no one ever denied it. Nobody ever, there's no Yid ever in, in, in the history after that we have a, you know, if it wouldn't have happened, then there would probably be scrolls that we would find or some other alternate Messiah that would say, never happened. And never, but we, there was millions of people that saw it and everybody agreed to it. Everybody agreed that it was something that was, that was supernatural and that we saw. And so the Ram says that the one Yisai of Amuna that we can rest assured that it's in the bank Amuna for us is Maimon Har Sinai. All the other Isis and Maisim that were in Mitzrayim that we're going to be reading about in the next few, few parshias in, in Vaera by Bishalach, you know, these are, well, Bishalach was also, it was Kriyas Yamsev, but the, the Maisim that might be able to be done by other people, but the one thing that cannot be done by anyone else is, is Maimon Arsina. When we saw Kedush Baruch come down, that, no magician is, able, is going to be able to, to, to duplicate that. You know, so it's like the joke that, uh, not a joke, it's some, like a, there was a, a Rav in a shul that died, and he left over two sons, and he didn't leave a will which son he wanted uh, to take over. So... So one day, you know, the son, one of the sons, one of the two sons comes into the shul and says, okay, I have the answer. Last night I got a dream. My father came to me in a dream. He says, and I'm the rabbi. I'm the new rabbi in the shul. And they laughed at him. They said, if your father had come to us in the dream and told us that you're the rabbi, you know, we'd believe it. But why would he come to you? There's no proof in coming to you. Coming to you is just your word against against." Your word, it's not, it doesn't mean anything. The other religions are very similar to this. The religions are just, uh, you know, it's whatever somebody says. So you can make up any religion. There's a lot of modern day religions that people have invented. You know, there's cults and there's all types of movement. I can, people can make up any religion. It doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus baloney. It doesn't mean anything. Klai Yisrael says the Ramam, the belief that we have in Hashem comes from Mantai. And that's what the Pasuk is saying. The first time he revealed himself to Meshach Rabbeinu, Hashem says, this is the sign that I sent you, not the sign about, about throwing down a stick and it turning into a snake, not a snake, not Dam, Tzvardeh, Kinnim. It's when I take you out of Mitzrayim and you will serve me on this mountain, on Ar Sinai, and there's going to be a, a, rele- a revelation. That is the main reason why you should believe in Hashem. So, Besefer Tamvadas, that's Reb Meshe Shnurmbach Sefer, Muva B'Shem Hagayin Reb Avram Yitzchak Rabinowitz, I think it is, Ram the Yeshivas Tells. He was one of the Rashivas and Tells. And he says, Ala Gemara Parakam Adachulan, Minnalan Lachal Adam Sha'aviv Hu Aviv. This is a beautiful vart. Look, look what the Gemara says in Chulan. Minnalan Lachal Adam Sha'aviv Hu Aviv. How do you know? How does a person know that his father is really his father. How do you know? You know, you, well, you call him dad, you know, Father's Day, you send him a card, but how do you know that he's your father? 
umaskin and the maskana of the Gemara is Dazlin and Basarab. You're right. You don't know. You know that your mother is your mother because you came out of her. You don't know who your father really is. But the reason why a person knows who his father is is because you go basarayv. You go rayv people, rayv bilas achrabal. Gemara says that most bilas is from the husband. So it makes more sense to say that if she got pregnant, she had a kid, it's probably from the, the person who was with her the most, which is the husband. Umi kal makayim. But let's say a person goes to another person and says that, you know, that uh, let's say you go to your father and you say to your father, I know why you're my dad, because of Rive. You know, you come back from Yeshiva, you're a Lamb, then you just learned the Gemara and Chulan. He said, Dad, I'm so stupid. Like, now I know why you're my dad, because of Rive. We, we go Basar, you know, it's, you're not, might not be, but, you know, we go Basar, Rive, Rive of the fathers are, Rive Bilas Halachachar Abal. Like, you think your father will be happy by you saying that? Year guys, she's gonna get crazy at you. Shane Ritzin Rakmidin Rive. He doesn't want to hear that your only proof that he's that he's your father is because of a din, because of Rive. Kihir Hargoshov Hapnimim El Aviv Mechikim Avusa, because there's a much more there should be a much more basic way of of understanding that he's your father, and that's because there's an emotional bond, hopefully, between a child and his father. Whether Reb Chaim Brisker used to uh, always be Machade Talmidim, which means like you find in the Gemara, like sometimes he would ask questions, like just like random questions to see, to sharpen his Talmidim's mind a little bit. So one, so he asked the following question once, very in line with this, that he says, the Gemara says that if your father asks you to bring him a, a drink, and your mother asks you to bring, bring her a drink. So who are you supposed to bring a drink to first? Your father, right? That's what the Gemara says. Why? Because your mother is also obligated to honor your father. So your father is like the head, the, you know, the head of the totem pole, and so you have an obligation to honor your father, and your mother has an obligation. So Mela, you have to, she has to defer to your father and then only afterwards would you bring her a drink. Factor Chaim. So Chaim says, I don't understand. He says, your mother is a bari. She's for sure your mother. Your father is a shema. You don't know for a fact that he's your father. You know, you go basarai, but it's a chazaka. It's not a, it's a shema. At the end of the day, it's a shema. So bari v'shema bari Why? Why would you bring it to your father First, you should bring it first to your mother because she's for sure your mother. And once you give it to her, then... Then you should be mechabed, your father is second to your mother. That's Reb Chaim's um, question to the Talmidim. Anyone want to give a stab at it? See if you'd be a good brisker? That, but that's the question. If you know that you come from her, if she's, a, she's for sure your mother. She's for sure your mother. You should you should give her first. Make sure that you check the box of somebody that's vada your mother, and then after that you bring it to your father because he's a suffolk your father. Keep it up. Keep it up. Man. 
What? I think you might be onto something. Speak it out. I mean, I want to say that they're different. I just can't think of why. <laughs> so he says, Chaim says the following. He says that you're trying to honor, give honor to your parents. Okay, so you, th- so you think that it's going to be a vade honor to your mother to bring her her drink before your father. What's the implication then for her? Meaning... You're, you're implying that she was Mizana, you know, that she was Mizana with somebody else. So you're not really honoring, it's not a big covet for her to give, to give it to her first. Fakir, it's a bigger covet to give it to your father first. That's also a way of honoring your mother. That's what Chaim used to say. But that's, so, so the Gemara basically, so this, this Rashiva of Tells used to say that um, you shouldn't, Obviously, technically, the reason why you have to honor your father is because of a chazaka. But if a person says it that way, it's he's missing the whole. That's he's missing the boat. That's not why you don't honor your father because of chazaka. You honor your father because he's your father, and you have a relationship. There's an internal an internal bond between the the son and the father. The chain he says the same thing is true about. Proving Hashem's existence. The philosophers have a lot of different proofs. So, what this Rashiva of Tal's Ravinowitz says is a beautiful Yisaid. He says, the same way that when it comes to proving your father, you don't prove your father with proofs. If a person says, okay, I know why you're my father because there's a din and rive and there's chazakis, and, you know, and even though you might not be my father, but we're going to call you my father. If that's the whole relationship, that, that, that ain't no, that's not a relationship. Don't prove your father exists. The reason why you honor your father is because you inherently believe that he's your father. You have a relationship with him, and that's the that's the the right way to do it. And he says the same thing is true when you're dealing with Amuna. When you're dealing with Amuna, if you're if you get bogged down with trying to prove that God exists, it's not a relationship. It's not bad once in a while, you know, if you want to know, you know, if there are proofs. There are proofs. Philosophers bring proofs. You can go to, uh, you know, Aisha Tara's Discovery uh, Seminar and they'll give you all types of cool proofs and, you know, Torah codes and uh, different ways of uh, dealing with, with... There are proofs. There are proofs that Hashem exists. But if you're... If you, the reason why you believe in Hashem is because... You have proof that he, you know, you're working on Torah codes. Oh, I now I know why God exists because every fiftieth letter in the in the in the Torah spells Meisha, 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 and the Rambam appears in uh, in the, in this part about Mitzrayim, and you know, there's a remez to to the year of uh, of you know of um, you know of the uh, the ten. Uh, you know, Purim Fest, Tufshin Zion, and you know, in the Megillah, and uh, you know, if that's your whole proof that God exists. It's not much of a, re- of a relationship. That's like saying to your father, I know why you exist because of Chazakas. 
I know why you're my father. That's not, that's not, imagine if you were Hashem and Hashem is trying to establish a warm, close relationship with you and you're like busy like trying to figure out, you know, using formulas and using uh, Torah codes that he exists. It might help certain people. It's, there is a place for it. But if that's the entire basis of your relationship because you, you're trying to look for proof that God exists, that's like, that's like trying to, you know, take a, um, you know, in order to prove that your father is your father, you, you have him take a, you know, a paternity, paternity test or whatever. It's, it's not nice. It's like not, that's not a father, that's not a relationship. A relationship that's built on proofs is not what Hashem wants. Hashem wants us to trust in Him. He wants us to have a simple abiding emuna in Him. And this is what Hashem means when he says in this parasha, this is the sign, you want my sign that I exist? I'm going to give you one sign. The one sign, Matan Taira. But that's it. I don't want to hear any more signs. You know, you're going, you're going to like, okay, then there's going to be a magician, and there's going to be this, there's going to be a juggler, there's going to be a mentalist, and he'll sell you, he'll sell you what he wants to sell you. I'm giving you one sign. The one sign is Maimon Sinai. But beyond that, if you're still searching constantly for proofs that I exist, then it's almost like not a relationship. It's, it's disrespectful to tell your father, I want, to pro- I want you to prove to me that you're my father. There is an understanding. There's a bond of love and of, of respect, of warmth between a father and a son, or so it should be. And so that's such an important insight when we're learning you know, this series on exploring Amuna, it's such a fundamental thing. I, we, gave a, we had a tish, a beautiful tish on Friday night here in Yeshiva, and, um, and somebody brought up this question about you know, proving Hashem exists and, uh, and what type of Amuna should we have and if he has questions and you know, what, what should he do? And I basically said that, you know, that what the Chavetz Chaim, what the G'dayli Yisrael of our times have advised is to have a munapshuta. A munapshuta, simple, just simple faith, like the oxygen you breathe, like just very simple. If you're, if you're sucking in not just oxygen, but, you know, car- carbon dioxide and tar and nicotine and all that, you're going to start coughing up. It's not healthy. If you get very fancy with Amuna and you try to like really be one of these like maskilim with all of the the proofs and all of the uh, you know and, and the theorems and the and read through philosophy books if you have an interest in it even and then you know go to some websites that are full of kfira and questions and this and that and 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 poking holes in, in what are in the fundamentals of our faith then it's not going to be a way to get from her. Nobody ever got from her by reading a philosophy book. The way that we have to believe is that we have a Messiah, our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, going back to our Sinai. There was a Matan Taira. There's a Rebbein Shem in the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu continues to manage and orchestrate everything that goes on in the world. And that's what we have to believe in. That's Emunah Pshut, the simple Emunah. The people that are very fancy and sophisticated and philosophers, and you know, they they didn't get from her by doing that. There's a famous um, vart from the um, the Chassid Yaivitz, I believe it was, who was who was around during the Spanish Inquisition, the expulsion from Spain, 
And we know that there are people that were forced to uh, be Meister Nefesh al they were burned at the stake if they didn't accept Christianity. That's when, you know, a lot of the, the, the um, you know, the, um, the Muranos, you know, went underground. They pretended to be uh, Christian, but they really were acting uh, as Jew- Jews privately and whatever, whether they did the right thing or the wrong thing is a different discussion, but, but at that time, there were a lot of people that were Meisir Nefesh and that's really what they were supposed to do. If you're forced to go and do Avedi Zara or, or die as a Jew, we're expected it with certain, you know, with the certain halachas, the parameters that halacha gives us. There are times you're expected to give up our life. HaKadosh Hashem, one of the, is Yehar Valyavar. So the Chassid Yavit says that I was around and I saw myself that there were a lot of philosophers back in those days. That was like the golden age. Before that we were expelled from Spain, there was what was called the golden age of, of, Spain, of Spanish Jewry. And that's when we had like great philosophers and great uh, Rishinim. And, um, and he says all these philosophers the people that were really working through the sugya and they were like, you know, hammering it out and really trying to make a science and a study out of proving God's existence and how things work and scharva einish and is there an eilam abba, is there an eilam? And they're trying to like prove everything systematically. He says none of those guys were meiser nefesh Hashem. Who are the ones that were meiser nefesh Hashem? Who are the ones that actually were burnt at the stake? It was the simple Jews of Spain that, like, they didn't know from any chachmas. They were the ones sitting and, and saying to them every day by the, you know, early in the morning when they came back from work and they learned a little bit, they went to Shir. The simple Jews with the Amun Pshuta that, that Sfaradim are, are known for, a lot of Sfaradim, you know, you know that a lot of Sfaradim, even if they're not religious, they have a deep faith in God. Like, you know, sometimes you get, you take a taxi cab in Israel and, and you see, like, this guy is, like, much firmer than you'll ever be, even though, like, he's not wearing a yarmulke, he's not Shemesh House, but he has, he has a, a relationship with God. He believes. They, they believe. There's something there. Those people that have a Munapshuta, they were the ones that are Maishinavich the ones that were so smart and so sophisticated and so, uh, you know, brilliant and, and, and working on their philosophical, that, he says, that's, that was, it didn't, it, they didn't, they were, because they were so smart, they were able to figure out that it's not, this is not the time for them to die. And this is a, a very, very basic Yisait of our Amuna that, to make a science out of Amuna is not is not a good thing. It's not the you know in the in previous diaries when the Rambam wrote his his book Marinavuchem and uh, you know and the Evan Ezra and and the Ramban and you know all the greatest of Rishinim, uh the Sfardish Rishinim Befrat but others as well they wrote a lot of books on uh, on Jewish philosophy, but then they either they needed it or they were trying to refute. You know, Gayim, or maybe people that were not that it was. They were more sophisticated than we were. They were the whole generation was smarter, and they were able to accept it easier. Or whatever. They 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 were able to digest it. We're not living in an age of of you know of really brilliant people aren't aren't going off the derech because they couldn't figure out scientifically whether God exists. If there if it were a dar of of Tivus, like you know, the reason why people in our generation generally go off the derech and there are exceptions, is because they have Tivus to do certain things. They want to, 
you know, they want to they wanna have a Geshmaka Elam Hazah, so they, you know, then maybe because of that, they, they start finding questions about the religion and, and allow themselves to go off the dark to get to the end goal, which is to live a life of precursor all, to live a life without any, any conscience. But in terms of us as B'nai Taira, like what our Avaida is in terms of Amuna, we don't try to prove our father as being our father because of any paternity tests. We prove that our father is our father because we know inherently that he's our father. We believe in him. We have a relationship with him. And, and that simple abiding faith that we have to have in the Rabbi Shalom, that was grounded in Harsina. It wasn't just I'm a flimsy, you know, say, well, you know, why should I base my whole life on Amun Apshut? Because we have a, a Messiah that Harsina was the, the one point that we, we all admit we saw Hashem. Hashem told us, He gave us the Torah, He gave us the mitzvahs, He told us that we're the Amanivchar and what, what's expected of us, and from then on, we're, we're, we're good. We ha- that has to be the, the, the bedrock of our faith. And the more that we're able to just exist and believe, and believe also, by the way, in, 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 in Das Torah and in, in the Chachme Yisrael, like if, if I would ask, if you'd ask me like, why do you believe in, because we have, we have a Messiah from Mount Tyre. And you know what else? We have somebody by the name of the Stipler. We have somebody by the name of the Chavetz Chaim. We have a Kivega. We have the Rashba. We have the Ritva. The Ramah. These are people that believed. They were much smarter than I, much holier than I, and they believed. So that also is a way of, of, of sort of, of resting on, on the shoulders of giants and understanding that it's true because you know, my father believed in my grandfather, but also you have great people, Rav Shach and, and, and the Briskarov, and, you know, brilliant people, much smarter, much holier, that they, this is, they believed, I could believe also. And when we can, like, put aside the questions, and I have to just, you know, just as a, a I can't leave the Vad without, like, just ex- expressing what I said by the, by the Tish the other night, that, do not go on those websites. Those websites that deal with the science of Amuna and trying to like rip apart, asking questions on, on stories in Tanakh, not from a, a Talmudic perspective, but just as a, you know, written by people that have sour grapes with, with Yiddishkeit and they're, you know, a, a community of people that are just intent on, on pulling people away from Yiddishkeit. It's a, an extremely dangerous thing to look at those websites. And a lot of guys come over to me, the guys that come over to me and say, Rebbe, I have a problem, I don't, my Amuna, you know, I'm really not sure. A lot of them, if not all of them, I ask, you know, did you, before we continue the conversation, did you look at these websites? And I, I'll say the name of the website, I'm not going to say it, but, and, and, Kimat everybody, yeah, I, I actually did look at that website and I spent a lot of time on it and I put a lot of questions in my... These are dangerous places to go. It's better to, you know, there's all, all the other things that people talk about on the internet, the schmutz and all that, are, it's terrible to, to look at and it's also gummer, but it's not nearly, in my opinion, as dangerous as those, those Kfira websites because, you know, those are, are websites that will literally... Let's take us in your mind. And the point of us being in yeshiva and of being Bnei Taira is to just work on our amun, on strengthening these principles of faith when the amun of I believe in Hashem, and that's it. 
I what about this and that, that? You know, I'm going to leave that to people that are smarter than me. But I'm accepting Hakadosh Baruch Hu based on the Masara that we have of Tavdin Olakimasarazel on this mountain on our Sinai is when we got the Tyro. We believe in that. We have no reason to disbelieve that. And and based on that and our, and and the pure, warm, loving relationship that I feel with the Rabbi Shalom, that's what I am living my life of Amuna uh, upon.